WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Sandy hit this region a little more than five years ago, but even people who had flood insurance are still recovering. That's because thousands of them were systematically underpaid by their insurance companies. FEMA, which oversees the nation's flood insurance system, got involved two and a half years ago. They offered to re-examine any claim that a homeowner brought to their attention, but an investigation by public radio stations WNYC and WSHU has found that flood insurance customers were shortchanged yet again. In the second part of our story, WSHU's Charles Lane examines how much this do-over cost. It turns out the contractors who processed much of the paperwork received almost as much money as the homeowners seeking relief. When FEMA promised to take a fresh look at Sandy claims, it didn't do so by itself. It hired a contractor, OST, Optimal Solutions and Technologies. OST supervised some 200 adjusters who actually reviewed the files. Jeff Coolidge was one of them. He says it was slow going. We would just be sitting around for, you know, days on end with nothing to do because the, the system was down, so we didn't have access to even call these people. Coolidge was one of several current and former workers interviewed for this story. They describe an office staffed with adjusters that included former nightclub bouncers and disbarred lawyers whom FEMA paid upwards of $750 a day. And they didn't mind. You know, you'd hear the adjusters out there uh, smoking their cigarettes and whatnot, and they'd say, well, we want to milk this cow as long as we possibly can. After nearly two and a half years, the review still isn't finished been bogged down by lost files, unhappy homeowners, frequent management changes, and even a fistfight instigated by a supervisor. They had to physically restrain him and remove him from the building because he was drunk and all coked up. OST has attracted unwanted attention before. The inspector general for the Department of Homeland Security scrutinized OST in 2010. He said in a report that a FEMA contracting officer who once worked for OST still had allegiances that benefited the company. Currently, another former OST employee, David Marstad, works for FEMA and oversees part of OST's contract there. OST and Marstad didn't return numerous messages. FEMA says Marstad complies with all federal revolving door regulations. OST wasn't the only contractor profiting. As cost overruns mounted, FEMA brought in McKinsey & Company. Rutgers professor Jay Feynman wrote a book on McKinsey. He says the consulting firm is an expert at boosting profits at insurance companies. We saw beginning in the 1990s and extending forward, a number of insurance companies hired McKinsey to come in and figure out how they could end up paying less on claims. It's not clear that McKinsey was hired to reduce payments to policyholders. The company declined to comment. According to FEMA, the consulting firm was brought in to, quote, develop business processes. Either way, McKinsey and OST earned a lot of money, nearly $200 million, almost as much money as the federal government gave property owners to make up for lowball claims. Again, Jay Feynman. The cost of processing the claims would be in the range of 10 or 15 percent 
So the idea that FEMA needed to spend almost as much on processing as the substance of the claims suggests there were problems, and uh, it's very hard to understand. And these are just the amounts that FEMA was able to confirm. The agency says there were additional administrative costs. Roy Wright, FEMA's head of insurance, defends the initiative. The costs of it, while expensive, are still only a portion of what was ultimately paid out. But my focus has been throughout this to ensure that everything I could do to pay every dollar they were entitled to under their policy would be fulfilled. Lawmakers are more critical. Well, I think it's outrageous. Congressman Tom MacArthur represents parts of southern New Jersey, hard hit by Sandy. It's outrageous. And if you think about what those entities were charged with doing. He says FEMA, OST and McKenzie were supposed to help cheated homeowners, not spend millions of dollars to cheat them again. That's just another marker to me that something went horribly wrong in this process, that they were more focused on covering their back, making sure that they paid the least as possible. It's people in New Jersey and New York that got the raw end uh, this time. People like Fran Adelson. She was the homeowner we met earlier who took her case all the way to arbitration. When she learned about FEMA's pattern of underpaying again and how much it all cost, she was disgusted. Why are you telling people that you're going to help them and making them promises, basically, and then you're just turning them down anyway. Was this just for PR? Was it just to say that you were going to do something to help people? Like, what was the purpose of it? FEMA says they have increased oversight over insurance companies, but Congress wants more. One bill sponsored by New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez would penalize insurance companies that underpay and would shift legal fees away from homeowners if they successfully sued for underpayment. A House GOP bill has similar but fewer reforms and is focused on encouraging more private companies into the flood insurance market. For WNYC, I'm Charles Lane. To listen to part one of this series, go to WNYC.org.